Hello and welcome to River Talk, where we sit down with some of the Rivertown area's most interesting and notable people. Today we are speaking with Ms. Scarlett Antonia. She's the proprietor of the Artist Spot here on South Street in Peekskill, and I'm very excited to speak with you. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and share. I love the uh, performing arts, and and, uh, thank you for this great opportunity. Wonderful. Uh, So first off, let's talk about what's coming up pretty soon, your annual Oz Festival. It's coming up on the the 6th of August. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration and the history behind it. Oh, the history goes back when I, basically when I was fairly new to Peekskill, and um, I had worked with uh, Gabrielle Sansone. We had performed Annie at the Paramount, and I was looking to do another show, and I thought, oh, what can I do? And I thought, oh, she'd be a great Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. So whenever I do a show, I do a lot of research. So I started researching, and to find out that L. Frank Baum went to Military Academy in Peekskill as a youth, and then later came back and performed at a theater as an actor. And so that inspiration was really encouraging to help me put the show together. And we had five performances at the Paramount. Actually, four performances sold out, two encores. And Gabrielle Sansone was my Dorothy, and she did an amazing job. And for some reason, I haven't let go of that yellow brick road. <laughs> it's definitely with me. I just feel Peekskill is, has so much history, and this is an amazing, amazing story of how he grew here and uh, went to military academy for two years, was a creative artist, had difficulties because he wanted to create. And looking out that window, did he see a yellow brick road and wanting to get on that road? <laughs> and uh, then coming back at a, a later time. So I just felt that I really you know, wanted it to happen more and to have some tourists come to Peekskill, that this is a major attraction for us here, and uh, to build the community, to help us unite as one and work towards a common goal. And what better way than the yellow brick road to get on that, follow your dreams, believe in yourself, all the lessons that are available to us uh, when we get on that journey to Oz. We took Division Street last year, and it was fabulous. We did a variety of events there, and then I also had a show at my studio. I'm developing a new show based on The Wizard of Oz. It's about finding home, uh, and that was Uh, last year also and that's still in the works it's a preview it will be a full musical at some point but this year we are having it on south street which is so amazing we have the full street it's right in front of the studio i have about 14 performers we have vendors it's very very exciting it's really growing and we want to make it an annual event here in Peekskill and draw people to our town well that's wonderful so you spoke about your space here on South Street Uh, we're actually recording in it right now tell me a little bit about it how did this get started and what kind of stuff goes on here wow (laughs) a lot of stuff I had been here before and 
rehearsed periodically for different for Annie Katz different shows because that's what I do I direct and choreograph and produce and then I thought oh I don't know I don't know peak skills where I should be whatever I lived in Austin for a while and had an incredible experience because the ownership changed at the studio here and I thought I had to leave the studio so I was looking for other locations and thinking of moving outside of peak skill and a friend of mine brought over an envelope with $100 in it. And she said, Scarlett, keep your hope. And God's telling you, keep your hope alive. And all of a sudden, the studio opened up for me again. I was able to stay here. Uh, it's been miraculous. After the COVID uh, happening, we are back on track and doing all kinds of fun things. We have Zumba happening here three days a week. I'm working with the Whiz Kids. We have an art gallery on the wall. So much fun. We've done a couple of original shows. We did Home for the Holidays. Uh, a lot of activity here. We have musicians here. We have dancers. We have singers, uh, artists, poets, <laughs> a little bit of everything. They're all welcome. Diverse yeah. and diversity. Totally it's so diversity. It's it's a really cool thing to see. Obviously, you are a huge advocate of the arts, uh, particularly the performing arts. And we've spoken before, and it's kind of something that's in your blood. Where did it all come from? Obviously, from an early age. Very early. I think I was born with it. <laughs> uh, my aunt was a professional dancer, and we lived in Minnesota. And my first experience was when I was three years old. She took me to see Swan Lake at the theater. Three years old, I'm looking at this stage, 24 beautiful dancers working in harmony together. I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And I was able to go backstage and meet Anton Dolan, who was the choreographer uh, for the show. He had re, uh, re-choreographed the Black Swan Pas de and uh, it was being premiered in Minnesota. And he called me his little snowflake, and I saw all these dancers backstage, and he came over to the house, so that just solidified it. I said, this is it. And I thought it would be dance, but I had to wait till I was seven because you, your body needs to grow and change for technical training. Uh, and that was hard, waiting till I was seven. But um, it was so in my heart. I just have to dance, I have to dance. And then later, I realized it wasn't just the dance. It was the whole performance that inspired me, seeing everybody working together, all the individual dancers that were so talented, all in white, dancing in unity. And um, that's really, that's my life mission, bringing people together. And if it's a show, if it's choreography, if it's an individual, helping them find their path on their journey to Oz. That's great. So you were inspired, I'm assuming, back in a time where most performing artists had to be dancers, singers, actors. You had to train all of those parts of yourself. Right. I I was never a singer. (laughs) (laughs) And really kind of shy about talking, and here now I'm doing (laughs) talking a lot more. Um, It was kind of like, Children should be seen and not heard. I grew up in that time era. And so dancing was fine because I could be seen and I wouldn't have to talk. (laughs) So the talking has been a gradual thing for me and uh, difficult, actually very difficult. But So dancing is really your passion out of of all of the 
the performing arts, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I love musical theater because it brings all the gifts together, all the different artists together, the writers, the art, the music, the dance, the singing, acting. It's fully complete, and I guess that is what I love about uh, musical theater. And it brings joy to people's hearts. It's positive energy that we're promoting. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you you can't come out of a musical without feeling like you're walking on air, you know? <laughs> so obviously, Swan Lake was what originally inspired you. Were there other musicals, other pieces of art that kind of inspired you along the way when you were young? Um, not necessarily inspired me. I mean, I was a professional at 13 and started teaching. Oh, yeah. So tell me <laughs> tell me about uh, 13. You were teaching at 13. Yeah, I began teaching. So tell me about that. Well, that was a little challenging because I had such a passion for the dance and the performing arts, and not every kid does. And that was a learning experience for me, that some have that passion, some don't, and it's okay. Some want to be a dancer and some might not, but the lessons you learn are so incredible. And I've been teaching off and on my whole life. And I just really believe as the performing arts, like Shakespeare, um, metaphor for life. And uh, dance was my technical tool that I've been using. Um, and then after that, went into theater. I was professional at 13. We used to do, they call it bus and truck every weekend. It would be like a vaudeville show. <laughs> We'd get in the bus. And I was the baby, of course, and uh, had a little solo dance. And would go upstate New York and perform at different locations. Some of them were prisons, a variety of places. And that was my professional beginning. And then I did a lot of fairs that were local. And um, then I thought, okay, now I'm ready to go to college. What am I going to do? And of course, study theater and dance. And then somebody had seen me in dance class. And I had, I had one year in college. And um, she said, oh, we really need a dancer. We just lost one of our dancers, and we're putting together a major tour. Can you come to Chicago? We want you. <laughs> Which was like... Wow. I was 18, so I was young. And <laughs> so uh, I worked with Peter Gennaro then. He was the original choreographer for Annie um, Major. He did, and then I was supposed to go on the Ed Sullivan show, Wow. And, um, but it just it didn't connect at that particular time. But I did a lot of work with him, with Peter Gennaro. I loved working with him. He's kind of my special director that sure. brought to me. But when I was in college, that was the beginning of my connection with theater. I hadn't done any theater stuff prior to that. And um, an interesting story, the first one I did was uh, Pal Joey, and I had one line. <laughs> and I practiced that line so many times. And every time I got on stage to say it, all, all the cast in the back were listening, and it became kind of a joke. <laughs> because actually it was three words, don't talk dirty. <laughs> and that's all it was. And it was so much fun. And, of course, then I had a big dance part. And the next show, the director said, oh, I want you in Paint Your Wagon. I want you to audition for, uh, you know, for the lead. And I thought, well, I don't know. I've never done a full musical. And I thought, what the heck? <laughs> but I had to sing. And he said, oh, everybody can sing. And then after that, he said, well, maybe not everybody can sing. <laughs> so 
<laughs> interesting stories. But I did get lead dance part in it. I was the can-can dancer, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but that was the beginning of my kind of musical theater experiences. Sure. And, uh, of course, working with Peter, it was all dance. But it's, it's just been an incredible career, and I've loved every minute of it. I love performing, and now I'm more directing, and I've done a little bit of everything in theater, from washing the floors to being on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you, you have become a director. You've become somebody who's put on shows of your own, and a lot of that coincided with your arrival here in Peekskill. Tell me about what brought you to Peekskill and some of your first things that you put together here. Okay, um, yeah, that's kind of fun because it is my home now. I've decided it is my home. <laughs> this is where my home base is. When I first came here, I was doing a lot of shows in the city. I put on a couple of times at Lincoln Center. Uh, we performed at Kennedy Center. I performed. I started directing. I started doing national tours. We went to Italy, Scotland, and then I was also a mentor for people with disabilities, dancers with, without legs. It was amazing. It's been an amazing trip. I had incredible experiences. We, I did a show on Sesame Street with a gal that was in a wheelchair. She wanted to dance, and I choreographed a dance for her. Oh, that's so wonderful. So just a lot of wonderful, fun things um, all across the country. And that was my journey after performing, getting more into coaching, teaching, artistic director. Oh, I've done... I did so many things. And then being in New York City, I loved it. Did a lot of shows there. But, you know, basically, I'm still a Minnesota girl. Love the water, love the trees. I'm like, oh, I, I really miss that. And a friend of mine, who's a, a film actor and director, he said, Scarlett, you know, I've heard about Peekskill. They're bringing artists to Peekskill. Maybe you want to look up there for a place. And that brought me here. I saw the Paramount Theater, fell in love with it. And I thought, oh, I've got to come to Peekskill. The Paramount Theater is really the motivating force that brought me here. It's a beautiful space. Tell me about your first encounter with the theater and what you've done there. Well, the first one, you know, was going in and seeing it and saying, oh, I can preview shows here. When I first came to Peekskill, I, I decided, yes, I do want to move here. I worked with the middle school. We, the, actually, the first show I put on, I had auditions at the Paramount for theater people to find who was in town, who was available. And the director there was really great. He offered me that opportunity. I had no cost to have auditions. And the first show we did was called Peekskill Private Eyes that I developed with the middle school kids. And it was about lost art. Where is art? Why can't we find it? Looking all over town for art. Why isn't it around? Why isn't it available to people? Why is it just in these big homes? And the kids and I developed this uh, looking for lost art called Peekskill Private Eyes. After we did the show, we put together a uh, touring theater group that went to the different businesses in town looking for lost art and finally finding it and saying art should be for everyone. It needs to be displayed everywhere. And that was kind of a, a motivating factor for me uh, to, to pull things and to work with the youth and the community in Peekskill. I did a couple small shows in Peekskill. Evan Weezer Finds Christmas many years ago. I think that was the very first thing I did. <laughs> it was just like, 
what happened to the Nutcracker and sing shows? Why is everything on internet? <laughs> so he was looking for the original Christmas. So, sure, sure. Yeah. So wow. We did, yeah, we did that. And this is something you wrote? Yeah, and it was an original. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, Peekskill Private Eyes, too. Um, and were these performed? You said there were auditions at the Paramount. Right. Were they performed there or at a different venue locally? No, that was, that was performed. Evan Weezer Finds Christmas. That was performed at the Paramount. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then after that, then I worked at the high school, uh, did about five shows there, built their theater group. They had a very, very small theater group and hadn't done a real musical since 1979. And so I brought in a band, and we did a we did Grease. And, <laughs> and when was this? Like uh, 90s, 2000s? Uh, 2000. I moved here. Okay. Yeah. So early 2000s. Early 2000s. And they hadn't done a musical since 1979. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Right. And you were in there in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, it was like rebuilding. Yeah. And actually, we did Fame. That was the first one. Because okay. Because I thought, oh, we can come in with that. We don't have to worry about uh, sets, you know, because it could be in a classroom. Sure, so sure. So we did the non-musical version. The kids started driving me crazy. Scarlett, we want to do Grease. We want to do Grease. <laughs> and we were just a new group. And I thought, how can we do Grease? There's so many schools that do amazing shows. How can we even begin to? But we did. And it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. And we built a real strong, strong theater group there. In fact, uh, there are about four kids from that group that are professional in performing arts now. One is a director. She, she's done stuff on Broadway. Uh, one is a stage manager. One is an actor. So we had a very powerful group. And then it got to a point where, you know, back to the Paramount again, I felt like, yeah, I wanted to do a show there. And uh, so I did Cats there. That was our first show. Wow, that is an ambitious uh, show to mount. Uh, when was this? Uh, wow, I don't, I don't have all these dates in my head. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. I don't know. I'm assuming like uh, mid-2000s. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. okay, so Cats at the Paramount. Yeah. With, was this a, a high school performance? No, or? no, no. Okay, okay. Um, when I do shows, I love to bring in diversity. I like to bring in all ages and abilities. So um, this was a big undertaking for me. I bet. Uh, I brought in some professionals that are equity. I brought in Jimmy Mack, who played in that. He, he uh, was on Saturday Night Live. And uh, actually, he's passed away. He had a major accident. Some people knew him quite well. Uh, it was that was kind of sad, but he was in my cats as one of the performers. So what I did is I brought in some professionals like him, some community people, kids. Always, I always have kids in my shows, <laughs> and. Uh, and tried to bring in animals too, but this one we didn't have real animals. We just had kids playing kittens, <laughs> and it was it was lots of fun. Well, from what I understand, cats are difficult to direct on stage. <laughs> well, it was it was quite an uh, endeavor because it uh, it's based on poetry, you know. Sure. Which, and I love writing. I, I you know love that too. So uh, that was the first show, and I think we had two performances of that. They were sold out. People were lined up down the street. I had no idea what kind of audience I was going to get, but they were literally lined up around the block. 
everybody was amazed, including me. Like, you know, and I had everybody dressed up as cats. The cats were uh, welcoming people when they'd come in. I had little kittens meowing at people and <laughs> under the seats and all over the place. So it was really fun. Then the next sh big show I did was Annie, and we did more shows, and they all sold out. And that was phenomenal. Um, really a fun show, and I loved doing it because that's who I worked with was Peter Gennaro. Sure, yeah, what a great kind of tribute to yeah. uh, someone who uh, I'm assuming was you saw as kind of a mentor. Yeah, he was. I just, he was very special. And it seems like you yourself have been a mentor to many people. That must be a, a very rewarding feeling. It is, it is. I have a lot of youth and different people. Some of them have gone onto the profession uh, in performing arts. Some of them have just been very successful in business and other areas. So I just don't want to say it's just performing arts, but I have a lot of talent that went into the performing arts. One of my, before I moved to Peekskill, uh, Chris Kraft, he was in the original Madonna. He was my, one of my first students. He did a video with Madonna. And then, as I mentioned, uh, some of the kids have gone into directing, producing. Some of them you might know. My last one, which a lot of folks do know, is uh, Grace Vanderwall. She won America's Got Talent at 12 years. And I had her two years prior to that. And she played a munchkin on stage <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she's still a teenager. Sure. Yeah, and she's, um, you know, she won a million dollars. She's put together music videos. She's traveling all over the world. Uh, amazing, amazing talent, probably. And from the area, I'm assuming? She came from Suffren. She came okay. over to, to rehearse with me here. Sure, yeah. sure. So, obviously, teaching and mentoring is a big part of who you are, and also performing, those are two very rewarding things. Well, performing, to me, I mean, I love the discipline in dance, and I don't know if I'm as much of a performer. I did have a major car accident when I was in my 20s, and that took me out of the performing world. And to rehabilitate myself, I used dance, and it took me a year and a half, otherwise I wouldn't be walking, literally. But my whole goal at that point was to get back on stage, get up to performance level, which I did. But during that time, I started thinking differently about the creative process. It was really a turning point for me. I like performing. I, you know, I, I mean, basically, I just like dancing. <laughs> I did wherever I could do it. Um, but then it went into the creative process, which I totally, totally loved and felt like, you know, I want to create. I want to choreograph. And it kind of veered into that at that point in time. And um, it's weird because I was working with uh, Ballet Minnesota then and getting back on my feet. I had to start out in beginner classes. It was pretty intense. But I kept thinking, I wonder what the director is going to do because we had a show that we were, I was working towards. So my mind frame started changing into choreographing, and that was kind of the next step. And um, <laughs> that was quite a creative process too. I uh, worked with a modern dance company for my first choreographic experience. And all I had known before that was just five, six, seven, eight, do what I tell you. And here these creative artists are there like, they don't work that way. <laughs> they work from the inside out. Sure. Uh, feeling it on the inside and expressing it. And I was like, oh, 
you know, I'd never worked that way. So it was a opening for me, not just working from the outside, physicality inside. And I always had to have a big stage and lights and the audience at a distance. And all of a sudden, I'm working in a whole new way. Yeah. I mean, that, that must have been quite a uh, transition going from strictly choreographed kind of Broadway style to the more abstract, modernist uh, version of dance. Major. It was a major turn for yeah. me. But I love the creative process. And that's where I've been, you know, ever since. And it just kind of led me then uh, from that into, oh, there's a show I want to do, but I can't do it. So I thought well, why not direct it? Just put it on yourself, <laughs> you know? So it, it led me into that part of it on my journey. And, you know, as your body gets older, you, you can't dance um, as well. So it was, it's just been a process. Well, it must, it must have been something where as time went on, you were like, well, I've worked with choreographers. I've worked with directors. I've seen what they do. I could probably do it myself. Yeah, it, it kind of happened like that, just gradually, one step at a time, and uh, loving every minute of it. And then I had a studio for a while in Minnesota, and I became an artist in residence with the Pueblo Ballet. I had a dance company. We performed all over, nationally, and then international as well. We performed uh, in Scotland at a castle. I worked with Infinity Dance Theater at that point in time, and that was a um, inclusive disability company, and that was very exciting. Tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, you had a connection because you had been in an accident, which gave you serious challenges. Hmm. What is it like working with disabled people? How do you bring the world of dance to them? It's very rewarding because you work with what you have. You learn to work with what you have. All of our bodies are different anyway. So maybe you don't have a leg that functions. So what can you do? You work on the other leg. Maybe you're in a wheelchair. What can you do in a wheelchair? You use the facility that you have and take it as far as it will go, whatever that facility has been given to you. And nobody has perfect body anyway for dance. Nobody does. You don't have to give up. You don't ever have to give up. You're on your journey, and you make the most of what you've been given. That is a wonderful sentiment. I couldn't agree more. So finally, let's talk about uh, what's coming up uh, on the 6th, the Oz Festival. What can people expect? Oh, <laughs> surprises. Lots of fun, fun surprises. The street will be blocked off from 12 until 6. We're going to have quite a few performers. I've got Jonathan Kirk. He'll be a storyteller, and he's going to tell a story about The Wizard of Oz and Peekskill. I do have a couple of singers who are incredible. They're going to sing some things from Wicked, The Wizard of Oz. I have my whiz kids. They're going to do a performance, a couple of bands. And it's based on... Uh, just having a good time, being free, enjoying whatever talent you have, having it up there, and it's okay. It's all okay. Kids will be invited. We'll have um, activities that, where they can draw and carry on. So it, it's going to be stuff inside and outside. Well, that's great. It seems like a really wonderful thing, and it must 
feel good to be a part of this community and to be contributing to the artistic scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it is my passion. It is my life. And I haven't given up on the yellow brick road. And we all have our road. We all have our journey in life. And we all are looking to find out who we are and that freedom to be who we are. So it'll be a full day of entertainment and uh, historic memories in Peekskill. So I'm very excited. And it will be annual. I'm going to make this an annual event, hopefully next year. God willing, we'll have more than one day <laughs> and more than one street and maybe down at the river eventually as wonderful. well. <laughs> well, Scarlett, thank you so much for speaking with me. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you for the great opportunity. I appreciate it. River Talk is a production of Rivertown's Media, publishers of the River Journal and River Journal North. For more information, check out riverjournalonline.com slash rivertalk. Do you know someone from the area who would make a great guest on our show? Let us know at rivertalk at rivertownsmedia.com. River Talk is executive produced by Alan Begun and Bruce Apar of Rivertown's Media. I'm Christian Larson, and I'll see you next time.